Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. On today's podcast, I have David and Tanya. David and Tanya have a YouTube channel called Texas Family Camping, where they promote families getting outside together. You know I love that, right? They understand all the struggles involved with how to book a campsite and what to pack to how to start a fire. So their YouTube channel covers everything of that. They also cover a wide variety of camping subjects from showing some of the best campsites and how to prepare a truck to pull an RV. They have two daughters and a German Shepherd that they take camping and they enjoy documenting the fun that they have along the way. They've even been camping in their RV at some of the rest areas and document how that works and show the best ones to stop at for the night. I'm so excited to welcome them on. Before we get started, I want to make sure that you know about an upcoming promotion that we're doing. It is free. It's called the Earth Day Adventure Challenge, and it starts next week. Go to cruisingandcampfires.com slash pages slash earth day, and there you can sign up for free. The link is also in my Instagram bio if you didn't catch that and you want to go check it there, or it's on the website at cruisingandcampfires.com and just click the free adventure link. During the week, we're going to have prizes, and so it pays to show up. It also, we're gonna have different activities that you can do together with your family. For example, we're gonna have all these no prep activities, road trip activities, meal plan that you can have, and just something to bring us all together and encourage us to get back outside. And that's exactly the crux of this conversation today with David and Tanya, so let's dive right in. David and Tanya, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So can you tell us just a little bit about your family? Give us the backstory. How do you travel? How do you camp? Fill us in. (laughs) Well, we started tent camping. Tanya and I have been married for over 20 years and we have an older son as well. And we used to go camping with him when we lived in Georgia. We would uh, take a three or four day trip up to the Georgia mountains and tent camp and Tanya, even you had tent camps before we got married, right? With your dad. Right. My dad took us camping. We would go to the beach in Corpus. We would do pretty much the lake. Um, Corpus Christi, for those that aren't from. Yeah, Corpus Christi. At the beach, uh, we would go to the lake and camp there. Yeah, very often. It's like a tradition every uh, Memorial Day, pretty much, we would go camping. So that's awesome. Camping's kind of always been there for us. It was kind of passive for a while. And then a couple of years ago, started getting more into it again. We've got our little girls now and we really liked getting them outside and having fun out there. And it's, it's so much fun. And then we decided to, we've always been wondering what we could do as far as like a YouTube channel goes. And I'm like, you know, I really love camping. And so we started a YouTube channel about camping, which then accelerated us getting outdoors more frequently. And from there, it got to the point where (laughs) I was spending so much time hauling gear around and setting stuff up. My back was killing me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, I really, I don't want to stop. I don't want to slow down, but it would be nice if I didn't have so much to set up. So we upgraded to an RV. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So how long have you had an RV? 
since last July, 2020. Since last July. Wow. That you guys basically got it right in time. Cause aren't RVs pretty hard to come by now? Uh, we had to drive five hours. I think it was five hours to get this one because mm-hmm. it was such a hot in demand RV. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because my husband and I had to travel 14 hours from Arizona to San Antonio. So kind of your neck of the woods in Texas. And that was our one and only kid-free night. (laughs) We (laughs) literally left in the middle of the night. We drove um, 14 hours, I think it was. And then we got our RV, camped out in Kerrville, and then drove home the next day. But it was so worth it. So much fun. I loved it. I love the RV. And so I can relate to to um, traveling to get their dream RV. It's so fun to do something like that. And I absolutely love your guys' YouTube channel. So I'm, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so everybody can watch it. You're the Texas. You guys go ahead and tell us the name of it. How can we find you? Uh, Just search for Texas family camping. So simple. So simple. And it it pops right up. Yeah. I I did a search for it and I'm like, I can't believe that nobody has this name as a business (laughs) or anything. And so I just started uh, putting Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, even uh, went ahead and got a GoDaddy uh, domain. I don't do a whole lot with the website yet, but at least nobody else can take it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's perfect. Well, I'm glad that you have it because you have some really great information. I'm excited to dive into it a little bit more um, on this episode with you. And then of course, everyone can go and find you and watch more about what you guys are up to because you have some really fantastic stuff. But let's Let's talk first about the importance of getting families outside because you have taught, you said before that you loved, you know, Tanya, you grew up camping and I love that you go every Memorial day. That's your tradition. You go and camp somewhere, Corpus Christi, wherever. Um, but I just think that it's so fantastic and big kudos to you, big applause to you as parents for continuing to pass along this tradition to your kids, but getting kids outside. So talk a little bit more about that. Cause I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Well, I like the fact that um, when we go outside and we go camping, we take we get the kids away from their their tabs and the TV and their computers and phones mm-hmm. and their imaginations just blossom. And oh, yes. they actually are kids, you know, they're playing together and, and nice to each other. <laughs> That's <laughs> most important to me. Um, but I... I love that. Just their imaginations, just watching them play and and have fun and showing them things, you know, it's amazing to me. It's neat to see our girls with their infatuation with the dirt and digging. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love, I always feel like it's so rewarding when we give our kids a bath at the end of, you know, a couple days of camping and it's like brown water. I'm like, yes, you guys got dirty. I love it. (laughs) I I appreciate that. I I think it's great to dig into that dirt and to really, you know, ground like, so there's an actual science behind grounding yourself where you put your feet on the ground and you're, you're close to the earth. And there's, there's all these different scientific things that I'm I'm not going to get into right now, but mostly because I don't know enough about them to get into them, but there is some sort of magnetic magnetic power that happens when you put your feet on the ground and you, um, you connect with the earth in that way and you, you get your hands dirty in it and it just relaxes you and it calms you. And it, it kind of, and I know that that just as much as it works for us, it works for our kids. And so I think it's so fantastic. You guys are doing that. And it's so important, like you said, to watch their imaginations come to life. Do you have like a favorite memory of playing outside with them and, or a favorite game that you guys tend to gravitate towards? We, I like to think of 
just recently, um, the girls going to the beach. We were Texas family camping, but we, we went to Florida and they were at the beach and they were trying to make like a castle that would withstand the waves when they came in and just that right there to me I'm gonna remember that for a long time oh that's so much fun that is so much fun being in Arizona we don't get to the beach often enough but I I can definitely picture that watching those waves come in and trying to withstand that castle that sounds like a blast (laughs) and it was a great lesson for uh, learning about high tides and things like that as well it's more of a hands-on school be able to see it first person rather than just learn about it through a book mm-hmm. oh for sure do you guys ever bring like books along to read before and after those experiences not specifically for those things but um yeah we do bring different books and we read in the rv mm-hmm. right i'd say as we experience things like that it drives us to ask more questions. And then when we get back to where we can access the internet, we start pulling up right. and we'll flip videos and watch yeah, videos if learn they have about questions. It and advance the knowledge of, you know, because they, they experienced it. The curiosity is there. Now we go and, and add more information to it. That's so good. It just kind of colors that picture a lot deeper and, you know, experiences of course ingrain things into our brains a lot better. And so it's such a great way to teach and, and to get their hands you know, moving in it and exploring it in such different ways instead of just opening up a textbook. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not all about the worksheets. I'm all about the experiences. So I think that you're, the way you're approaching it is so, so good. And then, like you said, just to follow it up with that lesson afterwards, they're, they're going to be so much more in tune to it of like, oh, that's why that happened. And I think that seeing their, their eyes come to, you know, eyes brighten, at least in our, in our boys, that's what happens is their eyes kind of brighten, like, oh, I get it now. And you kind of just see that like moment of like, this all makes sense. That's so cool. And they're excited about it. And it's so different. So, um, so different. I mean, than than opening up a textbook in a classroom where they can't really fully grasp what's happening. I can't even fully grasp it. I'm an adult. So it makes sense. <laughs> so I also love that you talked about your shift from, from tent camping to RV camping. And I know your reasons behind it, David, especially was the setup of the equipment. And you're like, this is exhausting to have to spend my entire trip setting up equipment because I want to bring these ideas and these stories out into the world, but I'm spending my whole trip setting this up. And I can really relate to that too, you know, being in the camping business in the camping world. Um, I started in a very similar way. It was, you know, we, we, went camping. And then I looked at my husband on the drive home just a few months ago, last July. And I said, we need to start a camping business. And he said, yes. So here we are, we did. And so it sounds like it was pretty familiar or pretty similar to the way you guys approached it as well. Um, But I also know that you guys have a, a good perspective and what I believe is a very healthy perspective on camping. So I'd love to hear you speak a little bit more towards the definition of camping and how people define it. That is an interesting one. It's it's something that's been eating at me for a while now. Uh, even before we started down this path, as you got into social media and things like that, and, and you'd see where someone would share a picture of how they went camping, and then you'd have someone in the comments that would, they would just casually say things like, well, that's not camping, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you took a heater in your tent. That's not camping. Or Oh, you, you stayed in a cabin by the lake. Well, that's not camping. And it's so discouraging, uh, not just for, I mean, it, just being on social media, it can be discouraging to, to see those kind of comments and whatnot. 
but then it puts in people's heads this idea that they don't know what they're doing they're not good enough and i just i don't like that mentality and it i want to i want to kind of have a campaign to get rid of that mentality because different people are going to have different ways and means and needs when it comes to camping (laughs) sorry our dog is scratching (laughs) no that's good mine's snoring in the background so it's all good (laughs) um but uh you know we've we've got some friends um you know brooke and her family brooke has cerebral palsy Mm -hmm. and they still get out and they go camping they've got an rv Mm -hmm. but they've got certain needs and requirements obviously for a daughter that's in a wheelchair uh where they watch our videos as well we've we've met them before we started the youtube channel but they watch our videos and they just left a comment on this this park that we just went to looks great for Brooke because she could really be able to get out and explore on those trails there. And mm-hmm. so from bathroom perspectives, you know, I like to show the showers on our video because mm-hmm. it's good to know, even if you're not needing a wheelchair, it's nice to know those things. But if you are in a wheelchair, it's nice to know where you can go that, that will have the requirements for you to have a good camping trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have to stay in a cabin, you know, I know somebody's going to say, well, that's not camping, but look, if I want to stay in a cabin so I can go out and hiking and sit by the beach and have a campfire, whatever I need to do, I just, I want to kind of just squash that mentality. And I want to just, I want to get to the point where the person that's doing the camping defines what is camping. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love the way you said that too. Like that the person who's doing the camping gets to be the one to define it because camping can look so different. And ultimately, don't we all just want to be outside? And don't we all just want to encourage others to get outside and have those experiences? Why do we have to put it into a silo? And there's not one right or wrong way to experience the outdoors. I read an article recently that was talking about the broification of the outdoors. And I actually talked about this a couple of podcast episodes ago with um, someone who I think you'd really like. Her name is Nyla Wade's Bly. Why? Oh my gosh. I can't say her name. Nyla uh, blades Wiley. <laughs> she runs a company called we color outside, and it's all about helping women of color get outside and inspiring them to say, you know, even though in the mar- you know, the marketing world, you look at like certain advertisements and it looks very like you can only go outside if you're only going to go skiing down a black diamond slope. Well, no, I don't know how to ski very well. And I'm going to start on the bunny slope, but I want to go do it. I want to go try it. It's the same thing in the camping world. You can go on the bunny slope version of the camping world and have just as great of an experience, just as rich of an experience. And it's okay. And it's okay if you have different needs and other campers and you need to approach your adventures a little bit differently. I am so, so passionate about this as well. So if we should start a campaign together, I will be there <laughs> advocating for it just as strongly as you. Cause I definitely agree that adventure doesn't get to be defined in just one way. Like you said, camping does not get to be defined in just one way. I think it's so, so important. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So I want to do, I want to pick your brain. I picked your brain a little bit before we started recording, but I want to pick your brain now for all all of the listeners to hear too, because you guys have such great insights. You've already experienced so much specifically in Texas and in Florida, like you were saying, Tanya. Um, So let's play like a game of favorites. And if you don't have a favorite or something doesn't pop to mind right away, it's okay too. (laughs) But let's start out with saying your favorite campground. 
my favorite campground was Lost Naples. And I really don't know where it was. David knows. It's in the hill country near like the Frio River. It's on, oh man, I can't even remember the name of the river now. It's in the hill country <laughs> and it's beautiful. And it was, there was no internet. So I usually don't like that, but this time just being away from everything, it was, it was like a secluded kind of campground. It was, I don't know, but I loved it. That was my favorite out of all the ones that we've been to so far. It, it's uh, near Kerrville. It's uh, west of Kerrville, maybe about an hour, I would say. It's very popular because there's a lot of maple trees, which is not common in this region. And in the oh, fall, wow. it gets really busy because that's a, one of the only places around here where we can go watch the fall foliage change. Oh, that's so, so cool. I didn't even know that existed in Hill Country. That's awesome. It has a shallow river that runs through the whole park and it's it's nice cool water uh, the girls got to swim in that but even while we were hiking i really loved the hiking because we kept having to like balance across rocks to go across the shallow river and if you fell in it's no big deal it's it's like six inches deep or whatever and, but it was just such a beautiful park and uh i think we had an extra special feeling about the internet because when we came out was last summer we had tent camp there and we came out and then there was riots all over the us when we came out of that area and we're like let's go back <laughs> <laughs> it was so peaceful in there when we couldn't see what was going on yes. in the world yes. yes exactly it's funny you guys say that because a friend of ours they went camping in the zion area last march and they left and then they come back to a pan they did not have internet access either and then they come back and it's like full-on pandemic mode they're like what happened oh. It's crazy yeah. how 2020 just like shifted overnight for so many people. All right. So what then would be your favorite hike? I know you talked about hikes there, but is there an, another place that maybe you have a favorite hike? I really liked taking the girls uh, in the Davis Mountain State Park, which is out in West Texas. Uh, it's about two hours north of Big Bend National Park, but the, okay. we took a hike that uh, went up real high. The altitude was real high. Um, Tanya doesn't always go on the hikes with us. A lot of times Tanya will stay back at the campsite and work on her art projects that she has. So I'll go out and I'll take the girls on the hikes. And that hike was really intense, especially coming back down the mountain. I was, I was really concerned. I mean, it was really serious and stressful. But when we got done, I looked at the map and realized we had just done the most challenging hike in the park. And I just to be able to sit there and high five the girls and be like, you did it. You succeeded. You didn't complain. You didn't whine. You didn't gripe. We we had this just awesome hike together with beautiful views. And mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. I want to sidebar. Tanya, what kind of artwork do you do? Um, I do. Um, have you heard of pore painting? Like, yeah. Uh, I do pore paintings. I do resin work. I make coasters and molds, different things like that that with resin um, oh, that's awesome. beautiful things so, yeah I like to okay. do that and I just realized while we're camping why not take the stuff with me <laughs> so when they're hiking I'm back at the campsite doing artwork so yeah oh, that's, that's amazing that's been great it's very you know when we go somewhere beautiful and, and there's animals running around <laughs> we had some uh deer 
that were what was that that was davis mountains davis mountains yeah me and the girls were coming down the hill and kaylin thought she saw a donkey run right in front of her i'm like i don't think donkeys are here (laughs) but it was a deer that had just run like right in front of her down the mountain yeah and And then all of a sudden i'm i didn't know that they saw that and then all of a sudden i looked up and there's i hear something coming like really fast and the deer come just stop right in front of me while i'm doing my artwork and i'm like wow (laughs) oh my gosh that's so magical that's such a beautiful moment how cool mm-hmm. that's so cool and i also love doing resin so i think and i'm not very good at it i want to i want to follow you on your resin journey as well that sounds awesome okay we're gonna go back to the favorites but i just had to know that's so cool i've never thought about bringing my resin stuff on camping trips and now i just might i think that's a fun <laughs> idea <laughs> watch my video on the too hot for the breaker okay as a heat gun, ran into some problems so watch that video for a tip on if you use a heat gun for your resin. Awesome. I will. I definitely will. That sounds really good. Okay. I'm going to look that one up. (laughs) Okay. So you guys also talk a lot about camping gear. So what is your favorite, like go-to camping gear? A lot of people always ask, what's the number one thing I need to have in my RV or, or to take with me camping. So what would your answer be to that? Mine would be my Keurig. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. Yeah, so I I love to have coffee in the morning. So of course that's more of an RV only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, but that's okay. You do that in the tent, but I, I oh, did you have another one? No, that was that's pretty well. And then in the winter, of course, would be the the buddy heater. Yes, the buddy heater is wonderful. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite is my solar light string. Oh, I love that fun. thing. I was so distraught when I. I had left it in the grass by the tire of the RV to solar charge and some ants had decided to colonize the entire inside of it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, it was a $40 item and it's like, I love this thing. So I took the time to like get all the ants and dirt out of it. And, but it's, it's awesome. It's just, it's like a six inch little puck that's got solar panel on it and you twist it open and you pull out, I think 20 feet of, of wire that's got little lights all along it. And it's just this beautiful ambient yes. string light. Yeah. You could take it with you, even if for like a, a person that does backpack hiking, it would fit easily into the backpack to take with them for some nice light up there, wherever they hike to. So it's, it's one of my favorite things. It, it stays with us in the RV. If we tent camp, it goes with us everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. My cousin's about to go on a backpacking trip and I just might give her that as a little send off gift. That sounds like fun. That's cute. I also might get one for myself. <laughs> um, okay. So what are some of your favorite activities? You already talked about the sandcastle and, and stopping the waves from coming in and trying to build a wall and, and talking about the tide, but do you have anything to do if you're not maybe at the beach? What other activities do you guys love? We, we like to play games. Um, one of the campsites that we went to, we actually played like not really floor is lava, but are you talking about the one where the girls were chasing us? Yeah, the girls are chasing it's us. It's definitely a good example of the imagination. Weren't, yes. weren't we like guinea pigs? I think so. They had <laughs> to like catch us come back here, come back here guinea yeah, pigs. Yeah, so the kids were like the shepherds or the farmers or whatever, and Tanya and I were like guinea pigs, and we had to run around, and they had to herd us back into the, where the painting was. But we had <laughs> oh so much fun gosh. with it. Yes. The girls just made it up off the top of their heads, but we just had a blast playing mm-hmm. that. That is so clever. And like you said, just such a great 
uh, illustration of their imagination. That's so fun. I'm going to introduce that one to our boys on our next trip. <laughs> that sounds like a great one. Good job to your kids. Um, okay. What is one of your favorite road trips that you've taken? Like a favorite highway or road or something? Oh man, that's a tough one. It is. We, well, to tell you the truth, since we've been married, David and I like to not take the, the highways and or the, interstate. Or the interstate like everybody else. We like to take the road less traveled. We'll oh, take I love it. The back roads. And we think it's much more beautiful to do it that way because we'll stop. They'll, they'll be like a creek or something and we'll be like, wow, that's beautiful. And we have to stop and look at it. And it's okay because nobody's behind us. <laughs> right. So we do that a lot. And we, we've continued that. And so if we don't have to, we won't take the interstate. We'll just take back roads. And David's got a map now and he's drawing, uh, highlighting all the roads that we've taken. I have, a, <laughs> I have a friend that he saw my paper map and he's like, what is this? It's the years like, you know, we're, we're 20 years past 2000 now. And why on earth do you have a paper map? And it's like, well, I have a hobby. I decided I want to drive on every highway in Texas before I die. So every time we go somewhere, I get the map out and we find a stretch of highway we haven't been on. And then we go drive on it. And then I highlight it with green marker to show where we've been. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say hard to say, because we've got a lot of favorites. Yeah, we do. Um, Maybe that most recent one to Martin Dyes Jr. where we went through the town of Unalaska. Remember? All of a sudden going across the water and the Mm -hmm. trees were big and beautiful. but we've seen so many it's it's hard to say there's there's so many (laughs) uh it it sounds a little weird i'm sure the listeners will get a kick out of this but i was influenced by the movie cars oh really the the whole idea of these small towns that are forgotten by the interstates had a huge impact on me Mm -hmm. and i just love the idea of let's get off the interstates and let's go explore all these small towns Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we do that. I think it's fantastic. If we come across a bumpy road, like in the small town, we'll say, Lightning McQueen needs to come back. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> McQueen with the bumpy road here, he needs to redo it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. My son just had a car's birthday party this last weekend, and his he, he likes Mater because Mater's goofy and, and yep. just kind of quirky. <laughs> so, <Yep>. yeah, <laughs> he will appreciate this sentiment. I like that too. That's so much fun. We actually, on our last trip, we had a blowout and um, thankfully, you know, we were close enough into town and we, we went into town and got, a, it was a whole thing, but anyway, so our plans were derailed. That's what I, that's why I bring it up. And it was okay because we got to see something and it was a beautiful lake that we would not have seen if we had not had that happen. So I'm all about these, like, just go with the flow, just see where the road's going to take yeah. you. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I love that takeaway. Okay. What is one of your favorite, um, meals that you like to eat when you're camping? That is a, a bit of a tougher one. We we like also not to eat somewhere that we have in the place where we live. So if, mm-hmm. if we can, we'll eat at a local. Yeah, we, we tend to eat place. out a little too much. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. With us living in various places, I'm originally from South Dakota and I had lived in Florida for a little while. And then Tanya and I lived in Georgia. So we've established the love of different restaurants that aren't necessarily where we are. So a lot of times when we go someplace and we'll see a different restaurant brand that we hadn't seen in a while, we get all excited, a little too excited. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but we just recently went to a pizza restaurant that 
it's not a chain and it was like my favorite pizza ever what the orlando's pizza? yeah orlando's pizza i uh, don't know where that was that was in uh that was this weekend that was brookshire texas yeah we hit last time we had eaten there was in 2012 when Kaylin was like one no 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 not that not was, that one no it was the one before that donato's no oh. donato's was a long time ago. oh <laughs> no but that's okay <laughs> there's a, well i still love your uh, your seeking adventure with your meal time so that's good yeah, too yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> we would like good. to do more like i watch a lot of people that are cooking in their rvs and stuff and i would like to do a lot more uh, a lot of times though our trips are like only two nights and i've got a big focus on getting out and getting photography and video of the park mm-hmm. so whereas when we first started camping i would love to cook some bacon and eggs and throw them all in a tortilla and eat I don't necessarily have the amount of time I need. So that's something that we'd like to get better at. Uh, We're spending more time in the RV right now, a lot more. And I've been practicing just on a daily basis, just kind of getting used to using the RV's kitchen Mm -hmm. and stuff so I can get a little bit faster at it. You should tell her about your making bacon day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Any tips for how you uh, make the smoke alarm stop going off in the (laughs) RV when you're cooking bacon? Um, not yet, but if you find it, I would love to know. We actually started making it outside on, we have the Blackstone grill and so we make it outside, which has saved us, but I can't even get it right in my house, let alone a smaller RV. So. <laughs> okay. <It's> funny. <laughs> Sorry. Just, not the one to ask. <laughs> all right. We're just now exploring cast iron. Bless you. Uh, yeah. cast iron for us. And I bought a, a cheap cast iron pan from the cooking section at Walmart. And I've just been experimenting with it. I've been filming some of it and hopefully we had somebody ask us about that. Like, well, when is your video going to come out about it? I'm like, I'm not quite comfortable yet. Once I get it down more pat, I'll, I'll put out a video for like first time users of cast iron. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, I'll take a look out for that one. You guys should also try um, maybe the next level of the cast iron, which we have not mastered yet, but um, doing the cast iron in the, like a Dutch oven cast iron in the campfire. You can do different desserts and stuff like that, which sounds really fun. We burned our first one. So I'm not the, again, not the one to ask about it, but it sounds compelling and it sounds interesting. (laughs) All right. Final one, final favorite, I should say. Um, What is your favorite RV tip? Or like something to, cause you have a, I know you have a playlist for RV tips, but what's like the number one thing you think RV owners should know about or need to, that aren't often maybe told by the dealers or whatever. Figure out where your hot water heater is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Before you need to winterize in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting to have to winterize. And then we had that freak blizzard that just happened here. that we were not expecting and uh normally whenever it would drop below freezing i would just drip the faucets but our garden hose froze and i knew i was either going to have to get drastic and put the buddy heater down below the rv and put foam all around it i'm like that's just too much effort and time i need to figure out how to winterize and put the antifreeze throughout it Mm -hmm. well i needed to be able to do something to the water heater and i had no idea where it was or the water pump i spent several hours at like midnight in the RV trying to figure out where these items were. <laughs> oh no, that's like the so, worst time, like you said. And I went back and I filmed everything that the walkthrough the guy did for the RV. And he never, he never once mentioned the water pump, which is something that needs to be shown to people. 
And then he did say where the water heater was. I, I wound up having to take apart the bottom bunk bed in order to oh get to, to uh, cause you have to stop the water to go into the water heater because you don't want the antifreeze to go in there. So right. I would say for people to know where those things are and not just assume you'll never need them. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it's good to take the time to learn those things. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's a really good one. We, our dealer also did not tell us where that was. Um, and I'm not the right one to speak to this as my husband who, who knows better, but we did have our, um, something burnt. I think our pump burnt out or something. And so we ended up having to replace it, which wasn't a huge deal, but also we figured that out when we were camping. <laughs> it's not the right time to figure it out. Just like you said, like not in the middle of the night, either when you're in the middle of a freak blizzard that goes through Texas. Cause that was wild. So I definitely agree. And I think that's a really good tip. And we're going to end on that tip because I think that's so good. I loved hearing all of your favorites, all of your stories. I now want to go buy a map and highlight the roads. I think that sounds like fun. So thank you for sharing all of this with us. Is there any one last thing you want our listeners to know? No, just enjoy camping. Enjoy it. It's, it's an enjoyable thing. Um, a lot of people don't do it. Be probably because they're scared, but it's actually very enjoyable. That's perfect. You're absolutely right. I think there's, there's often a fear around it. And so going back to that point that you were making, both of you guys were making earlier, just get outside. No one defines what camping is for you. You define it for yourself. I think it's so good. So important. We exemplified it. The fact that, you know, some people will say, well, I can't start camping because I don't know how to cook. Well, if you don't know how to cook and you want to run to a restaurant, I don't think, I think that fits into the whole, don't let other people define what camping is for you. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Exactly. I, we've got a friend that he wants to get into camping with his family, but he just doesn't know where to start. What, what do I buy first? It's like, well, maybe just start with a sleeping bag and don't worry about cooking at the campsite. Yeah, exactly. Don't overthink it because it'll all come. Whatever's going to feel comfortable to you is going to come. And just like you're learning the cast iron, it, you don't have to know this overnight. You don't have to have everything down pat to get outside and hit the road. And I think some of the best memories happen when you don't know what you're doing mm -hmm. and yep. you don't always have everything completely down to a science. It, that's how you learn. That's how you explore. And that's how you have fun and make these memories. So just as much as your kids have a beautiful imagination, I think you guys have a beautiful spirit for adventure. And I'm so happy that you shared all of this with us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that so much fun? I have so many great takeaways from this episode of David and Tanya. They're so delightful to talk to and they have such an interesting way of travel. But I think the best thing that they said was that there's no one set way of defining adventure. There's no one set way of seeking adventure. I would love to hear how you feel about this and what you define for your specific family as adventurous. If you can take a picture of this episode, just take a screenshot on your phone or wherever you're listening and then upload it to Instagram and tell me what you define as seeking adventure or just take a picture of what your definition of adventure is and tag me. I love to see it. I'll be glad to reshare it. And I would love to see what you're up to and cheer you along on your, cheer you on along your path to adventure. All right, until next time, happy exploring.